1: Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description.
2: This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw.
1: Hey, friend o, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve Larson. Available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, a we'll little notify bell after it if you always want to know when you're new. Going In Raw content is available. If you guys want to support the show, one great way to do it is hop on that iOS podcast app, leaving us a rating or a review. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, where we have 52 people watching this podcast as a live stream right now, which we do three days a week. All of our recaps, Raw, SmackDown, NXT 205 Live, are all done as live streams for our amazing patrons out there. And yes. You get to enjoy the pre-shows and the post-shows. Yes. Where we do tomorrow, we're going to do
2: chat trivia. Yep. Today we're doing. Oh, did you find a pay per view that you're gonna quiz me on? Because I didn't.
1: Oh, no, man, I'm just gonna do yeah, that take, during it takes during the show. Two minutes. Yeah, exactly. It's all good. Um, we're also on the pro wrestling tees. We got a bunch of great shirts on pro wrestling tees. The one you're wearing is one of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, not gonna happen. All of these. Not actually wearing Throwing that. growing up at the screen right now.
2: This one right here. This this shirt. That's that.
1: Rainmaker Okada shirt. Yeah,
2: it's on pro wrestling tees, but oh. it's not in our store.
1: There. What crap. You did, there you go. That'll kill the video right there. Look at that. Yeah. Very, very, it's very blue. Vibrant. Very bri- vibrant. Anyways, um, yeah, lots of great stuff that we have available. The Patreon. Name. Oh,
2: we got to tell uh, everybody we're doing a Clash of Champions live stream reaction stream Sunday, starting at 4:30 Pacific.
1: Very this coming Sunday, right here at Steve house. You Deep say South. very
2: excited um, about what? The live stream.
1: Yeah, man, it's always exciting when we get to hang out with our. Are partners. you excited
2: for uh, Clash of Champions? No, no.
1: I might, I might, I might get Rubio's. Oh, okay. Rubio's are good. That's yeah, good. I like for a once in a while thing. You can't have it all the time. No. But I every once in a while I like yeah. Rubio's. Yeah. Their burrito especial, I think, is the one that I like. Yeah, it's good. Good. <laughs> are you with me on the yeah, Rubio's thing? I'm cool with Rubio's. <laughs> all right, cool. Um. Anyways, we're also uh, yeah. Oh, that's it. That's all we got,
2: right? Yeah, we
1: got the holidays coming. We got so much stuff. Yeah, we got we got a lo- we're
2: doing a lot of count outs for the end of the year. All all sorts of best of 2017 stuff. Right. Uh, end of year type stuff. Right. So there'll be some uh, shifts in the programming schedule, but everything will will, will return. Um, anything that doesn't air between mm. now and the end of the month will return um, in 2018. So if if for example you're a huge fan of Matt Chat, oh yeah, there's not another Matt Chat this year, but it will return in 2018.
1: Yeah. So. We've been shuffling our programming around a little bit, and like my biggest goal for 2018 is from the jump get a solid like programming schedule. Because you know we took we, we you know we, we had a very
2: solid programming schedule well, 90% for a while. Of our programming schedules that it's just usually it's just the weekend stuff. It's yeah, we're, of we
1: started we're just tinkering with the weekend stuff, yeah. trying to get monetized <laughs> as much what, we can.
2: What, what performs best and what people enjoy the most. Exactly. Yeah, let's talk about raw. Yeah, man. You know,
1: look, not every week is going to be a golden killer episode. Well, it
2: was interesting because the first two hours were um pretty boring. Yeah, but the last hour was really good.
1: Um, yeah, it was good. There was some good stuff. Roman Reigns put on another good match. Yeah, I, I, I you know, look, man, I don't want to, I don't want to take anything away from him. Um, but who's who has he been? Who did he fight last week? Uh, was it Jason Jordan last week. Yeah, Jason Jordan, he's a he's a wrestling machine. That guy can put on really great yeah, matches. Yeah, But I feel like Roman Reigns is getting a lot of great experience with a lot of great wrestlers. Yeah, I know, I know. So uh, it'll be interesting. I'll put it this way. It'll be interesting to see. Oh, hey, you know what? That match he had with Elias that time was actually
2: really good. Yeah.
1: Is Roman Reigns turning into a five-star wrestling machine? Larson? I wouldn't go that
2: far, but I think he's improving. He
1: can actually carry some decent matches these days. Yeah, And when he has an opponent who's uh, up to the task, they can put on some damn good matches because that's Cesaro match. And we know Cesaro, he's a, he's a wrestling machine too. Yeah, He can put on some really good matches. And he can. Roman's selling better. Yeah. They still haven't given him much of an offense to work with. Yeah, I
2: think that's largely because they want him to have an instantly recognizable... Arsenal moves. His spear leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, we'll get to, we'll talk more about that during the match because the I match overall was good. There's a couple of small qualms, but I'm not gonna. They're minor details. I don't, know, I don't details.
1: know why I'm picking on Roman immediately. It's I don't know of, either. Kind of rude to be honest. I know, me.
2: considering that that match was probably the highlight of the show. Yeah, no, it was a really good match. Let's start off with the beginning though. Samoa Joe opened the show with a promo, and I can listen to Joe talk all day. Talk about pretty much anything, and I'll be captivated.
1: Put him in a movie.
2: Yeah, like soon. He's know. done some uh, hey, voiceover however, would work, work, you know.
1: Tarantino's doing a Star Trek movie. I'd like to see Joe in a
2: Tarantino. movie. Yeah, that'd be good. He's no sold what I said.
1: He's doing voiceover. He's, he's done. done
2: he's done some voiceover work before.
1: That's cool. That's not surprising, is it? In a, is, has like he done video it? Video
2: game stuff. I think. it would
1: be cool if he did the voiceover for. Remember how Majel Barrett used to do the voiceover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
2: yeah. Computer, yeah. The
1: computer in Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. be cool with Samoa Joe now. That'd be cool. Yeah.
2: Intense Joe or mellow Joe? Oh, it's always intense. Yeah, bro. it's gotta be intense Joe.
1: Although he liked my, uh, he tweeted out something about um, uh, robots taking over, and people need to learn how to fight robots. And I tweeted out a picture of a picture to him of a guy kicking a Boston Dynamics robot in the back, and it just falling over. Yeah, and
2: he liked it. Good.
1: (laughs) Good. So this,
2: like Joe's promo was good, but the whole structure of this segment was awkward because Joe was in the ring talking. Um, uh, culminating in him calling out Roman. Yeah. We cut backstage to Seth and Dean watching on the giant monitor. Yeah. And they're super concerned about it. And then Seth go, says to Dean, go get Roman. So Dean leaves. And then we're back in the ring with Joe uh, continuing to call out Roman and Roman's not coming out. And this feels awkward. Yeah. Like, why is Roman not, not you know, like, responding to Joan anyway? This is overwritten. Man. And so he talks a lot more. And we cut, again, backstage. Now Roman's with the shield. Yeah. And he, he says one line, like, all right, I'm going to go take care of this. Yeah. It seemed completely unnecessary. They
1: wanted some, like, dramatic moment. Because, like, when he leaves, like, the camera's going back with him for a little bit. And I'm like, okay, you're, you know, okay Scorsese, what are you doing here? Yeah. Just keep it simple. Have him call out Roman and have Roman come out. I know. It's that easy. You don't have to show. Look, man, we don't have to see every single shot of him with the shield whenever possible. We understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to get him over because of Seth and Dean. I, I get it. But you know what? I don't know.
2: It's unnecessary. It's too much.
1: It is unnecessary. We already know the much.
2: Shield are back together. They all are wearing the same T-shirt.
1: Yeah. Why didn't somebody say? Wait, is all this necessary? Yeah, probably not. Can he
2: just call him out and he comes um, out? Uh, during the
1: course of Joe's and promo. And what was he doing while they while the Shield were watching TV? Why wasn't Roman watching TV as well? I know. What was he doing? I never know what he was doing. Yeah, I don't know what he's, he's doing. Eating some kale back there. At the Joe
2: was saying, you know, I don't need anybody to help me. I don't. I don't. I don't need the bar. To come to my assistance to beat you, Roman Reigns, come yep. out here right now, just one-on-one, on one. let's do it. Yeah. <coughs> Reigns comes out, they brawl in the ring, uh, the bar come from out of nowhere, mm-hmm. distracts Roman, Joe puts Reigns in the, in the coquina clutch. Right. Out comes Seth and Dean, everybody brawls, but uh, uh, the bar and Joe stand tall, they end the statement, laying out the shield.
1: Hold on a second. I want to mention this because Alex, C mentioned this also. The very head of the show, before Joe even came out, Mm -hmm. they had
2: a previously on Raw. Yeah, yeah.
1: Do they? So I know they usually do video packages. Yeah, they've had voiceover before. That same voiceover guy? Really? Yeah. Seemed really... Because, I mean, look, honestly, most times with Raw, I'll watch the first 15 minutes because, like, the first 15 minutes, I'm usually picking up Bama from daycare or from her school. So, So, like, usually it's on view... Like my PlayStation view, and I'll just fast forward past the video package because who cares about that? Yeah, I just thought it was really good. Previously Unraw
2: yeah, I've done that before.
1: Roman Reigns, the Intercontinental Champion.
2: Mm-hmm. They do it infrequently, though, obviously because okay, either they should just do it all the time or not do it at all. But
1: I because I've seen I've seen something similar. I just don't know if that was a new. I, I thought usually they had the more of a movie voice guy. No, it's previously guy. It's on Raw. no,
2: it's been that guy before. <coughs> I don't know if it's always that guy, but it's been that guy before. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the we should bar. Get and Gene to do that. Well, that'd be cool. The Bar and Joe stand tall. Um, and of course, later on, we had m- matches, one-on-one matches between members of the Shield and members of the Bar and Joe. We'll get to right. those later. Next, right. Bailey and Mickey James versus Paige and Mandy Rose. Um, before the match, uh, Absolution. Mm-hmm. Each member drops a brief promo. Mm-hmm. Um, people keep on what uh Sonya Deville. Like, they don't what Mandy Rose, they don't what Paige, but they, they what Sonia DeVille. Um,
1: I feel like Sonia, and I, I, I would probably did, do I this too. I thought you did a fine job. No, she's fine. Um, I feel like she offers up more of an opportunity to what? Because she does the thing where you talk like this sometimes. Where there is a perfect opportunity for them to what? If you open, here's the thing, if you open them up to the what's, they'll do the what. Mm. Mandy Rose, she, I think she's a bit savvier on the mic.
2: Maybe. And so she
1: doesn't do the pause thing.
2: But she had one huge pause in the middle of her promo, I thought. Well, yeah, but you can only really what once.
1: You, you have to have multiple pauses for no, the crowd I, to, I to rev that. up into the what. a rhythm to it, I has got to be that, a rhythm. You know, one pause is just one big dramatic pause. Otherwise, I'm pretty sure she kind of she she throws the cadence off enough. What and how is that not promo one hundred and one? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like that should be starting class. Sony Deville should have like got the they should have done that with her. Like at least with who's ring? We need an office space. Who yeah, we need. On my doorbell right now. Um, the uh, yeah, when you start out, yeah, I know, it threw me off. See, like now I'm getting whatted by the door guy. What? <laughs> um, what? Sony Deville. What? Should have. What? Taken promo. What? 101. Where they teach you the cadence thing, you know, because if you keep on talking like this, you're not going to really give them an opportunity what? to throw what? the what's out there because then you just, you know, it just doesn't make any what? sense. What? They need to get on the same page. Agreed. Anyways.
2: Um, anyways, Mandy Rose picked up the win, pinning Mickey James after a kick to the head from Paige. Yeah. It's an okay match.
1: Um, yeah, it was what it was. It got the it got it was mission accomplished. What happened later was a little interesting. We can go into the possibilities from there. But I do kind of like that. The Absolution has abs- I think more so than um, over on SmackDown with the Riot Squad, Absolution is more of it's more of a heavier feel to more it. Of a
2: threat. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna
1: say a threat, but even more just like. Everything's thrown asunder. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole new everything shifted kind of a paradigm shift. And I think something vital. Yeah, paradigm. Thank you, buzzword. Uh, I think something. I think there needs to be some disruptive technology happening here. There soon. you go. Yeah. Uh, but as we'll get to that in a second, because something kind of kind of changing the status out. quo. <laughs> thank you. Exactly.
2: Paradigm Next. All shift. right, let's talk about this because I felt they're like they're being
1: this. proactive.
2: There you go. Uh, I feel like this, this, this Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy thing was a complete waste of time because they pretty much went over the same exact yeah. ground they did last week. They need to, every week, if they want to build this feud up, they really, hold on, don't tell me to train kilo. They need to up to ante week after week. Be patient. I
1: know. Be patient. Okay, look, dude. Come on, this episode of Raw there was a lot of spinning of the wheels in this Oh was, well, it was the whole first two hours of spinning wheels. I know. And I, I get what you're saying, but every week we're like, okay, they need to do this next and they need to do this. And it's like, you know, you know how it goes. You know what bothers me. How often
2: have they You know what bothers me? What? How come no one ironed the the, the fabric? Oh my behind god, that right. Body? Iron the fabric. You see these huge wrinkles in it. It's like our green screen.
1: Like yeah. we have we have that cloth green screen that we try to I mean it's been years since we tried to use yeah. it. But like it's all just stuck like all in there and it's like you put it up and it's, still, it's just
2: wrinkled all over. It's the just way.
1: wrinkled a mess like iron the fabric. It can't take that long. No, steam it something. Yeah. And then when you put it away because this hold it up properly. This looks like they put it through like a garbage disposal first. Yeah, I know. You know, it's just,
2: yeah. just completely No, it's literally like it was balled up. They put it in some... Uh,
1: they got Braun to ball it up.
2: Yeah, or he, he accidentally he got stuck to his foot when he came out of the garbage truck. Right,
1: exactly.
2: And because it looked like it had just been balled up, pulled out of a case, and, and they pinned it to the wall. I
1: it know. awful. Like, I feel like any background could have been less distracting. Yeah,
2: all I saw was wrinkles. A brick wall. Between that and then the terrible Woken uh, graphic they came up with. Awful. Yeah. Why don't they should have stuck the transitions last week were fine. The glitchy stuff. Yeah. That worked fine.
1: I'll say this. The only way it would have been better or the only way this will be acceptable is if is if the woken graphic with the breaking glass and then the sheet behind him were literally very specific directions from Matt yeah, himself. If stuff. it
2: leads to something, okay. But I don't feel like that. Oh, okay. I
1: did not have to lead anything. If he said, "No, look, we have this great," they're like Matt. We have this great uh, brick backdrop that we can. No, I have this folded. Oh, from I have now. this folded tarp from home that I won't really want to use. Yes. And he made, like,
2: he made that Woken graphic himself. And, and he made it, yes. Yeah. And he has like a little thumb drive. He's
1: like, here, take this and yeah. use it." They're like, okay, but it's very specifically him. If that's the case, then I'm totally fine with it because it's his artistic vision. Yeah. And hurry to question that. Exactly. But I kind of feel like it wasn't. No. I kind of feel like they just threw a tarp up back there and they're mm-hmm. like, it's really folded. No, it didn't look
2: folded. It looked balled up. <laughs> I know. It was
1: folded it would, have, would have indicated some amount of care.
2: Yes. It looked like no care was, was given <laughs> to this was, piece of fabric. Yeah. It was distracting. I was not a fan of it. Next. Enzo backstage. Yeah, uh, he runs into Drew Gulak, and it was at this point they uh, kind of uh, obliquely mentioned uh, Rick Swan's legal issues. They
1: said, "Hey Drew, how quickly can you get out of the way the whole Rick Swan thing? We need you to say." Rich Swann's opportunity has been rescinded, but do it as quick as possible and as under your breath as possible. Yeah, that's pretty
2: much exactly what happened. Yeah. And I think during commentary for the uh, Fatal 4-Way, it was the same thing where Michael Cole someone just mentioned it quickly. Yeah. And that was it. no mention of suspension, legal Mm -hmm. issues, nothing. I thought for
1: sure we were going to get Michael Cole's serious face at the commentary table. You know, ladies and gentlemen, an incident happened. An incident happened. Rich Swan has been indefinitely suspended by the WWE. Therefore, Kurt Angle. No, none of that. Enzo, good news. Rich Swan's opportunity is and Therefore, there's going to be a second chance fatal four way. Oh, wild card finals. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, uh, that was kind of cool. Let me ask him. What? When he initially said we're going to have a fatal four way second chance, did you know
2: who's going to win? Had they announced the participants? When he said that, he no, said they he did that a little it. bit later. Oh, once I it. saw Cedric was in, it, I knew he was going to win.
1: Yeah, I kind of felt it was going to be Mustafa because I felt like they're going to want to protect Cedric, and there's not a chance he's going to win. This is definitely headed towards Drew Gulak. It seems that way. And they're going to turn him face, man. Oh yeah, this is going to be a
2: hot match. And they're going to turn him face. Yeah,
1: that's uh, my heart, anyways. Yeah.
2: yeah. I don't know. I thought the idea made that maybe instead of.
1: Because That's also the and
2: him have a history. Yeah, Sorry, go ahead. instead of uh, doing the, the the Drew Gulak face turn quite yet, maybe they thought, okay, we'll have Cedric win, we'll have him take the belt off Enzo and have uh, Drew get involved in the match somehow, cost Enzo the belt, take that route leading to Drew's uh, face turn, rather than just having him beat Enzo for the belt. Oh, it has to be Enzo. It has to be Enzo. Um.
1: Here's how Cedric Alexander could have been a big star, dude. Because I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, what is missing from it? You know what's missing from Cedric Alexander, why he's not a big star right now? It's because he's not under the radar. And he's not under the radar because they they push him on 205 Live. And when you know that there's a whole show that's kind of on somebody's shoulders, they can't fly under the radar. If he was racking up wins with the best wrestling matches in the company, and... Not doing it, even not doing anything with his character, he would be over to the point where once he came out of nowhere and challenged like, Roman for the IC title, people would mark out big form. But when you're not under the radar, it's really difficult to like, gain that sort of underdog traction that he kind of needs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like RVD. RBD was never the featured attraction of ECW, but whenever he came out, he got the loudest, like he got the biggest yeah, hands on the best matches. Exactly, but everybody else had like, flashier roles Shane, Douglas, Raven, they all had flashier roles, but he would always be putting on the best matches, and there really wasn't much character there. He was always under the radar. And then fast forward, they bring him in the WWE, who's getting the biggest. The biggest chance from everybody in the invasion, it's RVD because yeah. he's putting on the best matches in kind of an under the radar way.
2: Well, I think it, I, I think you the the stronger point of your argument is the the best matches part, not so much the under the radar part.
1: I'm telling you, man, when there's a spotlight on somebody, they're People always well, the, li- first Listen. of all, the
2: spotlight on 205 Live is not that bright.
1: No, I know, but everybody talks about it because, oh, where's it in the ratings? Where are the ratings? You know, are they, they're putting Enzo on there well, now. We can talk
2: about it that way, but do you think the fans that permanently just watch Raw and SmackDown even are. You know, there was that survey where they literally said, do you know what 205 Live is? 205 Live People is. People
1: like to be on the ground floor of popular bands.
2: No, I know. They like
1: to be on the ground floor, and when you feel like you're on the ground floor with a wrestler, it's like, oh, my God, we were on the ground floor with Drew Gulak, and look what's happening right
2: now. Well, we weren't aware of his work in CZW. They okay, were on the we
1: Okay, we weren't on the ground. Okay, we were on, in CZW, but when he first started doing the the Drew Gulak, you know, better, making yeah. a better 205, yeah. I was like, okay, hold on a well, second. We are
2: instantly on board with that, yeah. yeah.
1: This is something that's really, really good, and look at it now. It's like, okay, cool. People are coming alive, and we feel a little bit cooler now. Um. Cedric Alexander, I think, is the same way. Like, he's always been kind of hovering around the top face position on 205 Live. If 205 Live didn't exist and they only had the cruiserweights on Raw, yeah. and he was always kind of flying under the radar, I think he would have a bigger chance of sort of getting pushed out there in the fans' minds as sort of this weird, odd, awkward, medium push thing that he's gotten. Just my just my thought on it. Just my personal point of view. Uh, Let's see here. Next up. Was this was that Enzo backstage bit? No, that was later. Okay. Yeah, there's another one later. So next up we had uh, Finn Balor versus Curtis Axel. Curtis and uh,
2: Bo Dallas. Are they really came out like they
1: were. They came out like they were drunk though.
2: Yeah, a little bit. They came out like they were acting drunk. I noticed that too, a little bit. Curtis Axel was being funny with his uh, neck brace. It was funny stuff.
1: No, it was good. It was uh, good. The,
2: the Miz Taraj attacked Finn before the bell rings. Mm-hmm. Once the bell rings, uh, Curtis Axel has the upper hand for a real brief moment, and then Finn yeah. drop kick, coup de grace, win. Yeah. Finn's the coolest guy. Yeah. He really does seem like the coolest guy.
1: No, man, he totally does. It's really weird that he...
2: and this, like that Not in an actual feud right now. When he came out for his match, it felt like the first time for the whole show up to that point where the crowd actually came alive for a moment. No, he didn't,
1: man, because he's not over. You know that... Finn Balor's not over. Nobody likes that guy. Do you guy. think
2: Vince and Gorilla, when Finn comes out, maybe doesn't like his, his music, so it hits mute on his headphones so he doesn't actually hear the pop he gets when he comes out? <laughs> I don't
1: know what he's doing back there, man. I think Vince obviously sees things through Vince's... Yes. Of course he's not over. He's not six feet tall. No,
2: way saying, if he was four inches taller. This, this thing is over.
1: You know, not no, him. No, the
2: demon is over. The not demon him. is over, not yeah. him.
1: I don't know, man. Doesn't I, make any sense. I, don't know, I don't know what... He has to look at to see how supremely over this guy is. I think I. It's probably just a matter of Finn Balor goes against every instinct that Vince McMahon has for wrestling, mm-hmm. and that's why he either doesn't consider Mo. I'm I mean, I'm I'm fairly shocked that he's not wrestling Brock at the at the Rumble. I know. You know,
2: but then I'll say Brock facing off against Braun Kane, or both feeds into the narrative they've kind of set up for Brock, where he's been taking on uh, apart from AJ wrestlers as big or larger than himself. Yeah. I mean, that's basically the storyline. It was Joe, Braun, all of them. Yeah. You know, Reigns, Joe, Braun, and then, um, who was the fourth in that match? Reigns, oh, he was fourth. Um, and now, Braun and maybe Kane again. So, so the idea that when Reigns eventually beats him,
1: um, WrestleMania
2: is going to be super impressive because yeah. he beat all these other monsters. So, I understand why AJ will be the lone kind of smaller wrestler out of that group of wrestlers.
1: Yeah, I that's know where they're going with. I, I mean, know. it's a
2: bummer because in one sense, I want Finn to get that opportunity. I don't want to see him get squashed by Brock. I would hope that if that match were to happen, it would be similar to what the, the AJ Brock match was.
1: But. Yeah. And you'd make. I mean, I. I, I honestly, there, there's no. I mean, there's no downside to that match happening to the way you describe it, having a, an A.J. Brooks-type type match with AJ and, um, with Finn and Brock.
2: Mm-hmm. There's no downside
1: to it because Finn comes out looking like a million bucks mm-hmm. because who'd have thought somebody this small could...
2: Yeah, no, because Finn is smaller than A.J.
1: Um, yeah, exactly.
2: Probably the same height, but not quite as
1: filled out. So I don't know. I mean, look, we, we saw on Steven Larson Books Raw. Yeah, what happens. What happens, exactly. Maybe Vince, the the pop. Pop. Maybe Vince actually did see that
2: and say, wait a second. Oh, no. Finn can beat Brock Lesnar. Maybe Finn will win the Rumble. That was a shoot. Finn wins the Rumble, wins the Belt of Mania from Brock.
1: There you go. That could
2: be, yeah, they're saving him for Mania. Yes. Yeah. This whole this whole Roman Brock thing is... No, dude, we can't we can't say it. Look,
1: Randy Orton is winning the Rumble. It's going to be huge, massive. It's going to be great. Huge pop. Randy Orton. I'm all on board with that. Yeah. I'm getting his shirt.
2: Good. Get all of them. The, the, the retro one and yeah. the newer
1: ones. Yeah, I'll get it all. Is there any that look like it's airbrushed?
2: I don't think so. Remember
1: how they used to have, like, they had the Stone Cold. It didn't, like, airbrushed. It was, like, his picture. Yeah. But he was, like, half cyborg or whatever I he was. Probably the one
2: where he was doing the rattlesnake yeah, arms. Yeah, snake hands.
1: Yeah, those two. Is there, yeah. like, a Randy Orton similar
2: one to that? Not I'm aware of. There had to have been sometime. Maybe. in the last
1: 20 years since he's been around. I think they
2: have his uh, NWO-style RKO shirt up on WWE Shop right now. Man, that's so ugly. You should get it. That's so ugly. You should get I it. I should. If you're really a true Orton fan.
1: Well, I thought we were in this together, man. I, I, we never were bo-
2: I never said I was gonna buy a shirt.
1: Well, you're I thought well, okay, I guess we're not in this together. I thought I think I can, maybe I'm rolling solo.
2: Yeah, I mean I can't but the idea. And I said I I told you if you're leaving it to me to execute it? Yeah.
1: What a bum you are. Are you gonna wear this shirt? Hey. hey yeah. No, I don't have it. What if Baron Corbin wins the rumble? That'd maybe be something else. Pretty much everybody except for Randy Orton would actually be preferable to win the Rumble. I'm aware that's a Can why you name anybody? Listen, can you name anybody? Who you would actually say, "Oh, I'd rather have this person win it, or I'd rather have Randy win it than this person, well, I can't, even Enzo I mean, maybe Cena, maybe Cena's on that level.
2: yeah, I think Cena,
1: but I'd still rather see Cena because Cena legitimately entertains me. yeah uh, next up, we had a, we had a Kane promo. man, I watched this I for the life of me, and it's weird because I know I' could, Were you trying
2: to do his voice. I the whole could time? do
1: it. Like, my voice, I don't know, pitch, timbre, I don't know what it would Timbre. Mean. I mean, I could match it. I just don't know. I'm watching him, and I'm like, Bron. And then I just try to take the accent out of The Undertaker, because he's got that accent. Yeah. Which I always, like, overdo. Yeah. And I try to take that out of it. Ron, we're both monsters. I can't do it without an accent. It's weird. Yeah. Can't do it. I'm really bummed out about that. I want Kane to be going because I can't do him.
2: I kind of felt like watching that, that you were practicing the accent the whole time while watching it. And I'm happy to know that I was correct. Before
1: I brought that up, yeah. you thought that. While I was watching it, yeah.
2: <laughs> not easy.
1: No. No, it is now not. Now he's putting my Because he does this. Yeah. Braun. Braun. Anyway,
2: he's Bron. About beating Braun, and then he gets to face Brock. You are a win.
1: monster. and so I can't
2: do it. You can't do it. Next up, Seth Rollins versus Sheamus. I can't watch Sheamus wrestle anymore knowing that he's, like, really hurt. Right? I can't.
1: I thought for sure they were going to do a thing where, like, Joe would lay out Rollins first and then Sheamus would just have to would just get to go on vacay for the day. No. Man,
2: that didn't happen. He had, like, a real match. Kudos to Sheamus for working through what could be a serious injury. I'm, I don't know if he's working through the Rumble or through Mania, but I hope after they drop the belts, Cesaro and Sheamus, he gets a lengthy ti- bit of time off. So if there's any chance that he can completely re- recuperate from his condition, that he can. Um, because otherwise, it seems like he's going to have to retire prematurely.
1: It's a huge bummer, man. Mm-hmm. This is an absolute bummer. You're right. I hate watching it, too. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Spinal, what is it? Uh, stenosis. No, stenosis. Stenosis, yeah. I thought it was spinal I think that's stenosis. what a Sting has, too. Well, you know, it's, and then, yeah, and they have him in there against unsafe worker Seth Rollins.
2: Well, there's no buckle bombs. Yet.
1: Anyways, Rollins wins with that cool knee thing. Yeah. They yeah. still don't
2: have a name for it.
1: Um, what did they call it? Did they call it anything last night?
2: They just said hit him with the knee. Hit him with the knee. So I'm going to it that cool knee because that's what Seth called it on the Sam Roberts show. Um, afterwards, Dean Ambrose was backstage, gave an interview mm-hmm. uh, with his wife. Uh-huh. Of course, they didn't acknowledge their uh, their marriage. Yeah, because that's not part of kayfabe.
1: No, I know it's a bummer. Like everybody always acknowledges it, unless they're in there together talking about other stuff.
2: Yeah, kind of annoying. And so uh, Dean was talking about his match against Samoa Joe. Oh, he said, "What's your strategy? strategy?" Yeah, and he
1: said, "I got to make sure I don't get kicked in the face, or I got to make sure I'm not putting the cocaine clutch." Um, he says I probably shouldn't be talking about my strategy out here on TV, Renee. Yeah, wifey. And then he stomps off. Uh, next up, we had a fantastic... Oh, this is so good. I, hey, look, man. I'm glad they're not doing these meaningless tag team matches. They're actually putting matches on... With consequence. With consequence. I feel like the especially these four right here are all so well-defined. Cedric, Tony East, Mustafa Ali, Ari, I, Aria Divari. I don't know why I stumbled over that one. Especially Daivari. I love Davari. Mm-hmm. Um, Fatal, the second chance, fatal four-way for Rich the uh, uh, rescinded opportunity to take on Drew Gulak for the number one contender spot. Um, multiple lumbar checks. He uh, dropped. Cedric dropped uh, Mustafa Ali with one. Before he was able to get the pin, Davari came in, tried to steal the pin. Uh, Mustafa Ali kicked out. We had Drew Gulak on commentary. He was wearing his suit and tie with a badge. Looks great. It was great. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Cedric ended up pinning Divari
2: After a lumbar check. After a lumbar check. Lombard check lumbar right. checks might be the best finisher in WWE right now.
1: And here's the thing about it. Is that you, cause, so you kind of mentioned this. Like, we've talked about how great Noam Dar was yeah. is with it. And you mentioned before, I think during one of our little Q&A things at the end of an episode, somebody might have asked what's the... I think they said what's like the best finisher on Raw right now. I wonder if the 205 Live division... If they've all come to some sort of agreement that the Lombard check to try to get Cedric really over. Because they yeah, know yeah, that yeah. if they have a really strong lead, they all do well, too. Yeah, yeah. To, they all sell. Did you see Divari sell this? Yeah, it looked like he... It looked like he died. It looked like he broke his back. It looked like he broke his back and he was a sack of potatoes yeah. when he got pinned. Yeah. I wonder if they're all like, hey... Yeah. Like, act like it kills you. Yeah. Because if you have one guy with a devastating finisher like that, and they've been booking it that way, yeah. and the guys have been selling it that way, yeah. I wonder... Could be. That could be. Yeah. I mean, it could be the producer saying, hey, Lombard check is the most, you know, yeah, do yeah, that yeah, thing. Yeah. But I, I, I like the idea. I like the
2: idea that uh, those all, guys all the in the guys division... together in the locker room and just saying, all
1: right. Because, you know, they have pride. Yeah, it might not even be a
2: matter of, of them saying, collectively, Lombard Check's strongest finisher. I mean, that could come from producers... But it could be just collective thing that said, you know, say, hey, in general, let's go out there and just steal the show every time we get a chance to do it. I would think, And yeah. then, you know, let's let's all put it over each other's finishers. Yeah. Yeah. They seem...
1: They all seem but to... But that's, that's
2: one of those moves that gives the person taking it a really great opportunity to sell the heck out yeah, of it. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, <laughs> I, I'm
1: speculating here. They all seem like they... They enjoy working with yeah, each other. You yeah. know, I mean especially these four. and, and It's, then it's Drew been really, really cool
2: the, over the the course of the last year seeing everybody in that division really develop some really good chemistry. Yeah,
1: I know, I know. It's been really it.
2: neat. Yeah. Um Cedric gave an interview afterwards. Yeah. Passioned, yeah. Intense. Not too long. Good stuff. Yeah. This and,
1: is gonna be I think it's gonna be a fantastic I know, match. I think next so week. too.
2: I'm happy the crowd is, is starting to respond. Like the last three weeks they've responded really well to all these matches they've been having if on. Drew Raw.
1: goes over clean next week. uh-huh. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? Because I mean, my thing about Mustafa Ali is, well, I feel I kind of feel like they want to protect Cedric, so they're not going to have him go over. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, they're not going to have him eat a pin, rather. Um, but especially given this next backstage segment, so we'll talk about that really quick. Enzo and Drew Gulak are backstage. Uh, Drew says, "Well, it's settled. Cedric and I are going to be fighting next week, and I'm going to go ahead and win that match, and then I'm going to take your cruiserweight championship." And Enzo gets all hurt over it, yeah. and Drew is like, "It's just some, it's just some fun banter. It's just uh, some com- com- friendly competition talk."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Enzo starts, uh, is about to lay into him in his PowerPoint presentation, and Drew's starting to get upset. Yeah, he's showing on his face. Yeah, kind of wish they gave me the opportunity to say, "Look." Like, can you imagine if Drew got super serious for a second?
2: Yeah. Look, you're a crap wrestler. Yeah. You are not a very good wrestler? <laughs> You'd say it like that.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: You violate several uh, of my rules in my PowerPoint presentation. I feel presentation. like the
1: crowd is this close to just, if they gave him one line like that. Oh, yeah. Where you see all of a sudden, hey, dude, I'm not your bitch. Yeah. You know, I'm walking away with that title. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to be cool right now. I think they'd pop super hard. I think, but I think if they play this right with Enzo, because they've got such a strong character in Enzo, mm-hmm. and he really tries to dump on Gulak over the next couple of weeks, um, and Gulak wins next week, I'd prefer it that way over Enzo. Like, do you think there's a possibility Enzo might cost Gulak the the? Always
2: a possibility, but I don't know if if they're gonna have Cedric go over that way. Well, they could do that, have Enzo Cost Drew the match and then when Cedric faces Enzo, have Drew Cost Enzo the match. So you have this feud of 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 Drew's face turn um in a feud with Enzo. Meanwhile, Cedric can do something else. be up the road, their paths converge. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is Cedric in anything with anybody else right now? I mean, they, they keep calling this a, a friendly rivalry with uh, Mustafa Ali. Oh,
1: yeah, I don't see Mustafa Ali going heel, though. I don't see him costing Cedric no. a thing. No, oh. I,
2: I, don't, I didn't think it would be that. Maybe just a feud after uh, Cedric potentially wins.
1: There's no there's no hint, though, that Enzo wants Drew just to lay down for him. You yeah. know? There, I mean, I haven't got that yet. Um,
2: well, I guess you could say that's the subtext of him. Having a problem with Drew saying he's gonna win the title.
1: I think it'd be great because I'm not sure how much they really care about protecting too many people on 205 Live. They didn't care about protecting Kalisto. Um, I think it'd be great if Cedric and Drew put on like a 25 minute just killer match, mm-hmm. and Drew goes over clean. If they if they book that match correctly as just two guys fighting as hard as they can, mm-hmm. you know, Screw being healer face, or mm-hmm. Drew not wanting to. If they have Drew come off the top or something, mm-hmm. at least one point, sort of getting over his thing because he knows he has to win this, the crowd would eat it up. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be a huge turn right there. It would be. It's a big opportunity. Because I do think that. So next, uh, so Enzo is on the verge of calling Drew Gulak's power PowerPoint presentation stops, apparently. Yeah. Nia Jax comes up again with her like weird smile, and says, "Hey guys." And then all of a sudden, it was a scene out of like, I don't know, a, a high school drama, you know, because like, and she says, hey, Drew, how are you doing? Yeah. And uh, he comes up and she says, I really like your PowerPoint oh, presentations," which was super cute. It was. It was a very charming little segment. But yeah, they uh, insinuated more of this potential romantic angle between her and Enzo. Um, I still kind of feel like that's a way to write him off 205 Live, but maybe not. I don't know. He's a strong character. Would you really yeah. want to get rid of him on no, the show? No, I don't think so. Probably not. Not for um, the time being, at least. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to take a brief pause here to thank the sponsor. We've got a sponsor, Larson. Today's episode of Going In Raw, Fuego Box.
2: Yeah, everyone's done all the standard gift items, clothes, cologne, a nice bottle of liquor, done, done, and done. Yeah, we've
1: got something different and much better than any of those this holiday season. Do you put hot sauce on everything, Larson? Yeah. If so, it's time to check out Fuego Box. A hot sauce club that delivers boxes of small batch and gourmet hot sauces right to your doorstep. They focus on flavor over heat and always avoid gimmicky selections. Think of it as a hot sauce club for people who love food.
2: Um, To purchase, go to FuegoBox.com and use code RAW1 for $10 off your first box. That's FuegoBox.com promo code RAW1. That's R-A-W and the number one for $10 off the best hot sauces You've probably never heard of.
1: This is really cool. I told uh, uh, Devin about it, my stepkid, because he's a huge uh, hot sauce guy. As am I. I love like hot sauce. everything because he doesn't really like food that much, but he likes hot sauce. <laughs> so he just dumps I on everything. Thing. So this thing's, it's like a cool thing is like cool. It's like, cool. I might get this just for him for Christmas. There you go. Teenagers are sometimes hard to shop for. Man. They are. Yeah. Anyways, uh, check it out. And once again, thanks for uh, thanks to Fuego Box
2: for yes, thank sponsoring you very much.
1: going in raw. All right, moving on. Uh, next up, we had. Really good match, Cesaro versus Roman Reigns for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, We
2: talked about uh, a little bit uh, the head that uh, this is what three straight matches mm-hmm. in a row that Roman has put on. They've been really strong. Yeah, um, pretty much all the matches he's put he's he's had since he's won the Intercontinental title have been really good. This one was uh, a nice bit of storytelling mm-hmm. um, with Cesaro working over uh, Reigns' right arm. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting they chose the right arm because traditionally in WWE, if you work an arm, it's the left arm. Yeah. Um, but they chose the right arm in this match, and it really stood out to me, um, I guess because it's it's Reigns' Superman punch hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, oh, this is a really well-told story, effectively done. Cesaro working that arm in a number of different ways. There's a couple of really dramatic moments where um, Cesaro had Reigns in a variety of submission moves. Um, and, and we criticized WWE a lot. For the use of submission holds d- during the middle of matches because they don't typically enhance the drama of the match because usually time
1: it's holes like, like
2: headlocks or something like that. This was not the case. True. Every hole that Cesaro put Reigns in had a purpose and it told the story. Right. And there's a couple, and Reigns did a great job selling for the most part. I kind of wish he hadn't hit his pickup powerbomb thing with the bad arm, mm-hmm. try for it and not hit it because his arm uh, uh, was too damaged or something like that. And, I kind of wish he would have hit the spear with his left arm rather than his right. But nonetheless, um, for the most part, like that that spot where he hit the ring post, man, he hit that ring post hard.
1: At that point, I was like, at that point, I sort of woke up and was like, oh, my God, look at that. He's selling. Yeah,
2: he sold pretty well.
1: (laughs) And then I was like, he's actually been, yeah, now that I think about it, it's been kind of a subtle shift. But, you know, we used to criticize him for not selling at all because he used to do that. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, cool. He's catching on a little detail. He's been watching some AJ Styles matches. He,
2: uh, set up for the Superman punch, you know, where he cocks the fist and, right. and hits the mat. And we he did that, he sold briefly, maybe not intensely. as Maybe he could have, you know, like a, 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 a tremor of pain going up his arm. Right, yeah. And he kind of sold it after the punch, too. So.
1: No, I think, yeah, this was a great match. They gave it a lot of time. Yeah, the crowd did. was super into it. Cesaro, super into it, yep. Cesaro's a wrestling machine. And that's one thing that I think... They're doing, and this is—I mean, this is one of the smarter things they're doing. They're putting Roman Reigns in there with a lot of guys who can really, really go. There's not a lot of people on the roster who can't really, really go. Yeah. But there are certain people on the roster who can drag others to a really good match, and Roman Reigns—he—he's starting to get to be one of them. I, I mentioned this off camera. I'll never—I've never considered Elias to be a guy oh, who can no. drag anybody else to a great match. I mean, I've never really maybe seen him have the opportunity to do that. But him and Roman Reigns had a fantastic match. Yeah. And at that point, you have to start crediting Roman damn Reigns. Yeah, you do. You know? Yeah. And so all credit where credit is due to Roman Reigns, they really, especially this last couple months on Raw, I mean, before that, he was sort of doing the Bronze Roman thing, which is fantastic. But, you know, you can only do the Power Monster feud so long. Yeah, I know. At some point, you got to get in there and actually wrestle. And, man, he's been putting on some really, really stellar yeah, matches. They've been giving them a lot of time. His, the offense that they've given him still isn't all that dynamic, but like you said, that's kind of by design. Yeah, I
2: think they just want him, like Cena, have a very recognizable arsenal of moves.
1: Yeah, I just wish he would do. I wish he was more reckless with his spear. Yeah, I know. I wish he was like,
2: hey, look at it this way. At least for last night, he hits the spear with the right shoulder. Maybe he's just being a little, uh, hit a little, little more gingerly to protect the arm.
1: Yeah, but if that's
2: the case, Cesaro should kick out from it. Agreed. He should have kicked out of it. Yeah. But that's not going to happen. No, I'm booking the spear that way. Yeah. No. Um, the last two weeks, Reigns has busted out moves we hadn't seen before. Last week was the, the half crab. hmm And then this week, um, he did uh, several roll-up variations that we hadn't seen him do before. Mm-hmm. So, they're showing off more of his arsenal, or he's learning more stuff. That's, right. That's what I hope from these matches he's having with, with with these really good wrestlers, is that he can start learning. Yeah. Yeah. So... Good stuff.
1: Uh, let's see here. Next up, Next. we had...
2: A Braun Strowman promo. Oh, yeah. That was great. Short.
1: Yeah, Braun's great.
2: Braun's great. And my, maybe my second favorite part of the show behind this Intercontinental title match was coming up later on when Dana Brooke was talking with Titus Worldwide. my. Oh, that was so good. The club comes in, calls oh, them nerds. So unexpected. And you hear off-camera... Uh, brawn scream, yeah. storming through the frame, and everybody gets the heck out.
1: oh was awesome that was great, yeah, that was actually a really good direction there, um next up we had Oscar versus what well, was supposed to be Alicia Fox, but it wasn't also comes out her great entrance Alicia fox's music hits, then nothing happens Ab- uh Paige's music hits, she comes down with absolution
2: uh and she she says well' we'll see why Alicia's not. Coming out for a match, and she's talking on the Titan backstage to a ref, mm-hmm. saying something wrong with her elbow.
1: Yeah, right, right. And so Paige uh, starts telling Oscar, we're going to get in the ring, and you're going to leave now.
2: So if you, Yeah, if, if, if you're in the way, you're going to get run over. If you don't want to get run over, get out of the way, essentially. Right, exactly. Um, Asuka didn't get out of the way. Yeah. So Absolution attacks. Oscar um, at first gets the upper hand. Absolution's numbers are too much. Mm-hmm. Um, out comes the 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 rest
1: of the raw. The women's entire division, yeah,
2: and they all attack Absolution. Right, faces and heels,
1: faces and heels. This
2: has to mean
1: rumble. Well, yeah, they're probably gonna do rumble. I would think storyline wise, somebody has to turn and join Absolution. You don't think it's gonna be Alicia Fox? Well, it's possible, I guess. But she, when she came out last night, she had a head full of steam. I
2: understand? So, you know, when was the last time that, A, if you had a medical issue, you take it up with the ref? You yeah. have a trainer or, or, or someone else backstage.
1: like a good The ref point.
2: doesn't have authority to take someone else. Oh, well, yeah, watch. and
1: of course, obviously,
2: whenever oh,
1: whenever there's a heel turn whoever's turning has to make it look like they're not going to turn exactly. initially. So
2: the turn has impact.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they have to fight. And also you.
2: Alicia Fox, you know, Paige said last week, you know, you're my friend. I love you. Uh, Alicia Fox and Paige have been friends for a long time.
1: Not exactly. That's
2: canon untold me. Not
1: exactly the most impact player to turn, though.
2: No, but who else could it be? That's a possibility, but, man. It's what not going to be Naya because she's involved in this Enzo <laughs> story. Yeah. Boy, it'd be great if
1: it was, though. See, that's the kind of impact that you'd want to make. Yeah. It's like, oh, crap,
2: now they have to deal with that. Sasha or Bailey? The only two that can make a similar impact. Yeah, maybe. But since Sasha, it was Sasha's music they hit last night when they came out, not Alexa Bliss, yeah. who's a champ. Yeah. So that's an interesting choice. Yeah yeah I don't know. I just feel
1: like there there has to be some sort because here's the thing, like yes, did it feel like a women's rumble? Absolutely, but you still have that element of well, it's still the now it's still the entire women's division against absolution, mm-hmm. so their backs up against the wall. They have to do somebody, so they have to do something, so they have to flip somebody. yeah,
2: maybe not they might not do it. I don't know. Who just knows? my feeling anyways. <laughs>
1: Uh, let's see here. Next,
2: Kurt Engel is talking backstage with the uh, stage manager. Uh huh. Um, in walks Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan has been doing great work the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm all on board, Jason Jordan. I'm back on board, Jason Jordan. Hundred percent.
1: Um,
2: because so I think this week he did a really good job of balancing the whininess with seeming like he he he. You know, you know, it wasn't just whiny kid. Yeah. It was whiny kid plus. All right, I'm getting really upset about all this. Not just why, why upset. Like, bad. Yeah. There was more intensity to it, not just whining. I, I'll put it this way. I think his performances the last week have been top-notch.
1: I think they've been good. I think they've been good. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm just kind of scared that it's going to just linger and not really go much of anywhere. Yeah. Which happens too often. The, because... There's a number of really cool directions this could go. I do like that um, Samoa Joe at the head of the show referred to him as a bastard because mm-hmm. a bunch of Elias did that last week. Yeah, And so I kind of like that as a gimmick. You know, the bastard Jason Jordan. Sounds very like, I don't know. Uh, it's
2: like a Game of Thrones thing. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: exactly. You know? Um, so I think that could be cool. I don't really know what you'd do with that.
2: Well, I mean, to can't really put that there it would lead the, to Jordan turning on his father. You
1: can't put that on the lower third, can you? No. The bastard Jason Jordan. No. Maybe you could.
2: But it's going to result edgy. in Jason Jordan turning on Kurt Angle.
1: Well, we saw a little bit of that this time. He was backstage with uh, uh, Kurt Angle. Yeah,
2: saying, that, you know, why didn't you put me in a match against Samoa Joe tonight? And Kurt says, you know, I'm not speaking to you as your father. I'm speaking to you as your GM. <laughs> yeah. And just because you're my son, don't think that you're going to get what you want all the time. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Jason says, all right, I understand. Thanks, Dad. Or should I say Kurt? Yeah. And the way he punctuated that was really well done. That was really well done.
1: That was It was another, again, good little piece of writing. Yep. Speculate that maybe whoever wrote that wrote the Elias bit last week. Could be, because I really liked it. Maybe Kurt's writing all this himself. You think so? That'd
2: be cool. No, I don't think so. I'm just speculating.
1: (laughs) Kurt Angle revealed his low-level WWE writing. I know.
2: Next up, Dean Ambrose versus Samoa Joe. Jason Jordan took in the match for the top of the ramp. Yeah, I like, out, I like on it. Uh Similar to how, what Joe did last week.
1: Yeah, I like that his character is sort of swimming in the deep end. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. He's kind of oblivious to the fact. Cause one thing he talked about Kurt with Kurt is you know, I've had matches against Roman Reigns and all these other top flight opponents, and I've held my own. So I'm the guy that can beat Samoa Joe. Uh-huh. And Kurt Angle says, holding your own is a long ways away from actually beating anybody. Right, yeah. Right. So, Jason Jordan thinks he's top of the card superstar, but Kurt Angle's like, uh, you're, mm-hmm. more, you're more you're mid Carter. Yeah. Right now. You need to come to grips with that, son. What?
1: When was the last time we saw Triple
2: H? A couple weeks ago? or is it n- We've not seen him since Survivor Series.
1: No, it was the Raw after Survivor That's Series. That's the last time
2: we've seen him then, so a couple weeks.
1: Three yeah, weeks. And that was it. Yeah. Like, he just completely just sabotaged. the all thing all over again, he man. He sabotaged. And didn't we say that was going to happen? Yeah, we knew that was going to happen, man. He just sabotaged with the Survivor Series. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Because I was like, oh, man, you know, if they really build it right, it could be kind of cool to see Kurt Angle versus Jason Jordan at Mania. Yeah. That'd be really fun. And then I was like, oh, what about Triple H? I was like, oh, yeah, well, we yeah, got Triple H versus Kurt at the room. How Triple H been? I yeah, know. Well, then well no, I guess he just beat gender.
2: Oh, that's right. But on TV. Yeah. That's what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, but I think sometimes they view, like, social media as... as, as now, like nowadays, house shows partial canon. Sometimes they're canon. Yeah. yeah. Like, he just beat... We haven't talked about that at all. The fact that... Uh, and we, met, we were talking about this off camera. How do you feel about Triple H beating Jinder Mahal in India? And then they did the cool dance thing. That was fun. I
2: don't know. I kind of feel like Jinder probably should have won that.
1: We both love gender, man. Yeah, we get we catch we catch heat in the comments for liking gender
2: because it's, it's, it's pretty much just this. Triple H doesn't really gain anything by winning that match, whereas gender beating Triple H gains a lot. Yeah, so that's pretty much the reason why I think Ginger should have won it.
1: I don't know. Okay, I'll put it this way: I'm not sure how the crowd reacted to gender. if they viewed him as legit or not, and I think that's kind of the whole thing about the WWE putting a belt on him, trying to penetrate the Indian market. I mean...
2: But what better way to, to... Whether the crowd thinks he's legitimate or not, a really good step in establishing his legitimacy is by beating
1: Triple H. I'll put it... Okay, I'm sorry. I'll put it this way. Legitimacy in terms of hometown cred. You know what I mean? Because... Do they, if they, it's one thing if they view him as, oh, you're one of us. You're our hometown guy. If they don't view him as that because he's Canadian, then mission not accomplished. And at that point, he's a fa- he's a heel. Triple H is the face. Go in there and beat the heel. You
2: mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I
1: think that's more the thing. It's like if he's a no, hometown guy. I, 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 I understand
2: your perspective. I mean, I, mean like I said that that's not necessarily my rationale for wanting gender to win. It's, for me, it's strictly, just if you want to establish gender as a, a top of the card or even. Upper mid card talent. He was a WWE champion for six months. I know. I know. He's still, oh, look. He should beat Triple H. Power ranking wise, he probably should beat Triple H. Yeah.
1: But, you know, it's Triple H. He views himself as the biggest champion.
2: Golden shuffle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, getting back to Dean Ambrose versus Samoa Joe. Um, good match. Yeah, it was a good match. Um, Jason Jordan got involved. Uh, uh, here, let me make sure I get these. Uh, there we go. Um, Samoa Joe is uh, having a problem with Jason Jordan out there. They brawled for a bit outside. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean mm-hmm. hit a suicide dive on the both of them. Mm-hmm. No, it's opposite. Other way around, sorry. Um, they fight outside for a bit. Joe gets back in the ring. Dean hits uh, the top rope elbow. Jason Jordan gets on the apron, distracts the ref, while Dean covers Joe for a pin. Yeah. Dean goes out to the, to the ringside area, argues with Jordan. Jordan's about to throw him over his head. Yeah, and then Joe does the a suicide dive right. on the both of them. Yeah. Back in the ring, Joe
1: wins with the coquina clutch. Yep. I like that. I like when Samoa Joe wins things.
2: I'm very happy. I meant to note the, the brawl on the outside between Jordan and Joe, and I didn't do that. And it messed me all up.
1: It's all right, man. It's good. You should have what me. What? What? No, I'm not going to do that because I didn't take notes. That's true. That'd be kind of rude.
2: <laughs> like that's
1: the, one, that's the one part of the job that I'm happy not to do is like to take notes.
2: Sometimes I'm really uh, thorough, and sometimes I'm not, yeah. how into the show I am.
1: Yeah. Uh, next up, we had a, this, you mentioned this earlier, but it was a very charming segment where Dana Brooke was being welcomed into Titus Worldwide as their new research development and statistician. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so they're all happy about it. And then enter the club, and they started calling statisticians, statisticians nerds. NERD! But it was all a big setup for Braun Strowman because then he came screaming through. I can't say nerd as well as Luke Gallows. Nobody can. And, but, you know, the crowd eats it up. The crowd out there, you can hear him say, nerd, nerd, nerd. Yeah, I know. Man, book the club strong.
2: Dang it. They're a one-note gimmick right now. They just call people nerds. And they can offer so much more. It's
1: a classic one-note, though, isn't it? It
2: is pretty good. Yeah. Um... Braun storms through, setting up main event. His match against Kane. Uh huh. I knew this was going to have a weird finish because it didn't start till like one minute till eleven. Uh, yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah.
2: because um, after brain a uh, brain <laughs> Braun's uh, entrance, they went to another commercial break. Yeah, and then Kane's entrance. Uh, but it, you know the, they got the most of the eleven minutes that they could. Um, Braun ate two choke slams, kicked out of both of them. Um, got up and delivered a choke slam on Kane. Mm-hmm. Kane kicks out. Um, they brawl on the outside. Uh, Braun like, not really spears, but the drives came through the barricade, mm-hmm. and so the ref counts them both out. Yeah, and then they just brawl all around. They take, they do a spot where they charge at each other with the ring steps. steps. Yeah. Ultimately, Braun power slams came through a table, stands tall to end of the show.
1: This is kind of one of the more lackluster monster battles. You know, I mean, we've had Braun I versus Edge. Just result. Yeah, I know.
2: Oh, result, we, we totally forgot to mention. Oh, the winner of this match was supposed to face Brock at the Rumble.
1: Right. So
2: it's going to be a triple threat. It's so the same old thing where they want to have Brock probably against Braun, but they don't want either man to lose, so they stick Kane in there to eat the pin.
1: I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually way more fine with that than Braun eating another pin. Oh,
2: same here. This is my prediction. Braun is going to hit a power slam on Brock, so like he's on the verge of winning. Kane disrupts the pin. They argue a bit. Uh, Brock gets the upper hand, like, does something to Braun, F5 to Kane, Brock wins. There you go. So that builds up the feud for Braun and Kane. And you're probably exactly right about that. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Do you want to uh, open mail now or answer questions? Let's open mail,
1: man. Because we put up our questions thread. This one I opened up because there was no, like, return on it. No. And I was like, is this business or something? Anyways, um, this is from the, uh, the original Caffeinator. He says, "Enjoy with immaturity, some sort of WWE." Oh, that's funny. So this is part of some WWE card game, apparently. Uh huh. And it's a fortitude. This is damage to fortitude two. It says you can reverse any strike or grapple maneuver and end your opponent's turn. Shuffle up to two cards from your ringside pile into your arsenal and but it's titled I love my testicles cuz test is on it
2: um, with Stacey
1: keebler so it's like a reversal in case somebody low blows you gotcha when this card is in your ring area your opponent's cards titled dirty low blow are plus 2d i never i never got <coughs> the i never understood these games man these card games that's yeah. amazing
2: yeah i know what do you got over scene. there? Paul Orndorff from JT Hostap.
1: Oh, nice.
2: This is Ger from JT The Professor.
1: The Professor.
2: So we got one side, oh, we got Paul man. Orndorff. The
1: Look at side. that. J Y J Y D.
2: That's all man right that's there. That's awesome.
1: That's fantastic. Thank you
2: very much. That's great. Let
1: me see Orndorff. Oh, that's fantastic. We got to, dude, we got to start uh, saving stuff for the new set. I know. For the office. Here, so. We're gonna refrain from putting that up on the wall, but we're gonna keep a stash yeah. of stuff for the office. New office. Question of time. It's time for questions. Come on, Leon. I'm gonna increase. There we go. All right, here we go. Load more comments. Load
2: more. I have to refresh.
1: Golly, there's a two. We're already almost already through 2017. Right.
2: So. It's been crazy, crazy year.
1: Oh, I love this here from uh, CM Punk finds an insulting. Power rank, job titles for Dana Brooke when she starts working for Going In Raw in the new office space. Patreon fulfillment rep, so she's going to take care of our amazing patrons. I saw a lot of those care packages sent out. She can
2: do R and D for Going In Raw. Be her statistician.
1: Do we need a statistician? Yeah, man. For what? To It'd do be what? Great
2: to just catalog everything.
1: I don't want. That sounds like a colossal waste of payroll.
2: No way, man. To
1: catalog everything, like what do we have to catalog?
2: Numbers. More like better, better, better than YouTube Analytics does.
1: Oh, YouTube Analytics is pretty in depth. Like she could be, she could be, it it could be more. She could be an analyst for YouTube Analytics. Yeah,
2: statistician. R and D. Yeah,
1: no, you just completely changed what I said.
2: No, same Uh, thing.
1: um, Next, what else can she be? Uh, Henchman. She could be our bodyguard. Uh, head writer head oh there you go I love that head of creative yeah yeah. No, yeah. I like that too um, oh she could be our new ticket master okay so that you know hey we gotta go on location and watch a wrestling show can you procure us tickets get us tickets wrestle uh, ticket master ticket master Dana Brooke it's all good stuff official Fahad hey guys hi seeing Matt Hardy be woken yes always puts a smile on my face when you see it, it always makes you smile. That is not a question. I should not have read that one. <laughs> I love you, Fahad, though. But <laughs> totally not a question.
2: Uh, Nemo saw a YouTube video of Kota Ibushi wrestling a blow-up doll. Funny stuff. Power rank the top five wrestlers that can take a blow-up doll to a five-star match. Kenny Omega also wrestled Yeah, a blow-up doll, correct?
1: Yeah. Kenny Omega, Okada, Cesaro.
2: AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Ricochet.
1: Ricochet. There you go. Uh, Oh, interesting. I'm not Baron Corbin. Says, uh, how do you think Woken Matt Hardy will will be presented in 2K19? His character is so based on things he does outside the ring that it would seem kind of disappointing just to have him as a regular character with his delete taunts. Any ideas on what 2K could do to make it truer to the character?
2: How about this? The video editor... One of the locations is.
1: Yeah. Hardy compound. Yeah, that'd be great.
2: Kevin Mack. Hey, friendos. Who would be your dream match for Braun Strowman against anyone um, if time didn't matter in wrestling history? For him, he says, Vader. Andre. A good choice. Andre.
1: Or Big John Studd. Yeah. That'd be good.
2: Vader's a good choice. Vader's a
1: great choice. But here's the thing.
2: Vader would like hurt people.
1: I love Braun. I don't want him to get hurt. Braun's
2: massive. He's hard want, to hurt Braun. I don't
1: want him to... He's a human being, Larson. Yeah, he could be hurt just like anybody.
2: Do you think Vader could even get brought up for a, a power bomb? Hell
1: no, 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 not at all.
2: That's the primary way Vader would hurt people.
1: So all he would do is, nah. It was usually the clubbing blows.
2: I don't know, man. He broke a dude's back with a power bomb.
1: Have you seen his clubbing blows though? I have,
2: yes. Ugh. Um. He concussed uh, Foley with a power bomb.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: So. I'm saying take away the power bomb, that's one of his primary means of hurting people. Of <laughs>
1: hurting a human being.
2: Yeah. I don't want to see anybody get hurt.
1: Me neither, especially not Braun. He's a sweetheart. Uh, let's see here.
2: Uh, Karen, do you think Absolution attacking Oscar and the entire women's locker room emptying out to save her is going to establish her Oscar as a new top baby face on Raw? Or do they think they're just trying to jumble up the women's division and book Absolution Strong as a viable threat to the women's championship? and potentially terminate Asuka's undefeated streak.
1: I don't think the undefeated streak is going to go anywhere anytime soon. No.
2: But it, they should put the thought in your head that it could. could. Yeah. Oscar's um, I mean, definitely top babyface.
1: Aligning her with the, yeah, with the, with the, with the faces. But I, the fact that Alexa Bliss came down, too, and everybody fending them off, there's going to be a turn which yeah. will represent another shift of power. Yeah. That's how it has to be. It has to be that way.
2: Tommy T. Hey, friend. My question is, what role and importance does look and physique have in the modern-day package of a wrestler? Stuff like promo, in-ring ability, market, marketability, and stuff of that nature.
1: Okay, well, hold on. Those are two different things. Look and physique doesn't really fit in with promo and stuff.
2: No, I think it's saying that. how does it fit into the total package. Or oh, means.
1: into the total package? It doesn't.
2: Not anymore. I don't think it does
1: at at
2: all. Look at the look at the wide variety of body
1: shapes we have across mm-hmm, the landscape, mm-hmm. both in the men's and women's divisions. Yep. Um, but especially like you know they're bringing in guys like Killian Dane.
2: You know they use Trent Seven on a regular basis. Kevin Owens is in the A story on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. He's already been a uh, Universal Champion, right. US Champ, right. uh, Intercontinental Champ.
1: Did you hear Rusev complaining about his power ranking? No. It was it was it's all very in character. Yeah, yeah. But he said, look at Sami Zayn. He's the same ranking as Rusev and yet he chaves his abs into his stomach. That's <laughs> great. Yes. Oh, is he said the only one that makes sense is Vince. He's a 74 because he sucks. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. oh, that's great. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what a great question. Uh, Karen, you're not me. Corbin, I'm sorry, Borbin. What old championship title would you bring back from the past, and who would you give it to?
2: Got to be a TV title. Defended every week on TV. Although I, I, it should be the network title, and the TV title the renamed you've ever had. the network title. No, I think the, my idea for the Universal Championship is best uh-huh. idea ever had. Uh, network title. It's got to be defended, uh, or the network will cut to that match whenever it's defended on TV mm-hmm. or on house shows. Even promo ability isn't
1: <clears throat> that important these days. As long as not being a great promo fits in with your character. Yeah. Because, like, you, you don't need to hear Killian Dane say anything. Nikki Cross is grunts and, and says crazy and stuff. screams and stuff, I know. Sony Deville, I feel like, they're kind of doing a disservice to her talking in the first place. Why does she need to talk? She needs to be like Ken Shamrock. I don't remember what the hell his voice sounded like.
2: Besides yeah. him screaming at ringside when he first came in. Yeah, he didn't really have a tough voice.
1: Didn't need one.
2: No. You know? Uh, CM Punk finds it insulting. I know we've answered one of his questions, but this is good enough to uh, to answer. Where would Steven Larson rate on Gallows and Anderson? Nerd! Oh, meter. Oh, man, top nerds. High. Yeah, we'd be super high on the nerd. We meter. might break the needle.
1: I mean, we're freaking wrestling podcasters. The yeah, pretty nerdy. I'm about to start a Star Trek podcast.
2: You break, you break the meter.
1: I've literally always wanted to draw comic books. Oh, my gosh.
2: I'm too nerdy. You're pretty nerdy, man. Yeah. Pretty, pretty nerdy. Pretty, pretty, pretty nerdy.
1: Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, that's actually a good question. Chris Kimmel. If Jeff Hardy becomes part of the Woken Universe, what name would he go by so WWE gets to own it as opposed
2: to Brother Nero? That'd be Nero something.
1: Yeah, it'd probably just be Nero. That's
2: his middle name. Yeah. It'd be Nero. Yeah. Nero. Woken Nero. Woken Nero. There you go. Something like that. This is a good question, Alex Foster. You guys always say a wrestler should change after feuding with Bray. How would you change Bray after his feud with w- Woken Matt Hardy? He'd be like just a he'd be. Um, what if what if uh, Woken Matt uh, purges? Yeah, right, Bray right, Wyatt right, of right, Sister right. Abigail. So I'm thinking he's just a normal dude. Yeah, he's just a guy now. Yeah, he likes. He them. goes back to be, back to being Husky Harris. He's a, he's a fantasy football guy. There you go. He just does that. He's like, hey,
1: man, can I get some nachos here, man? Thank oh, you. He started.
2: You started, started Carson West, yeah. Don't you know he's in
1: Oh, man. His ACL is busted, man.
2: Uh, Reginald Torian with Elimination Chamber coming up. I've now realized that that's the way they're probably going to get the title off of Roman before Mania. There's no way they're, they're going to get Brock in that chamber after the Rumble power rank potential participants in the Elimination Chamber that have the highest chance of winning uh, the Intercontinental title off Roman. My name is Finn Finn Balor. I know, I mentioned this already. They're already advertising uh, the Chamber. um, Who's going to be on the card? They don't say in the match, but they list six names. It's it's Roman, Dean, Seth, Miz. When is the Chamber? February 26th. Um, So my thought instantly was, okay, Reigns isn't going to win the Rumble. That Elimination Chamber match would be even number more contender for the Universal title at Mania. All right. That's my guess.
1: Paves the way for Randy Orton to win the Rumble. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. Second year in a row.
1: I'm super... Are you super excited about that? Yes. Okay, good. You need to act more excited about it. That's the only way it's going to work. It's the only way we're going to get him not Line to win the Rumble.
2: enthusiasm cannot be contained.
1: Dude, you're not enthusiastic right now. I need more energy from you.
2: Yes, please, Randy Orton, win the Rumble.
1: You sound like you're reading a WWE script. <laughs> oh, speaking of which.
2: Read the next question. Oh, I have to find it first. You caught me unprepared. Uh, tweener Jack, friends, those with Impaler and the club being heavily misused. Um, is it about time to get the ball rolling on the club?
1: Stop, don't look at
2: that. Yeah. The Bring club. back the club. Oh, you have to do, yeah, do get the game. ball rolling on the club. We have to games.
1: I have a starkade. I'm doing Starcade 1995.
2: Okay, how many, how many matches are on <coughs> the card? Let me look. Don't look at this. Not including dark matches. Um, what's
1: 3 to 11? Is that 8? 1, 2, 3, yeah. 4, 5, 6, 7,
2: 8. All eight right. matches. I just, put, just searched a random show. This one also has 8 matches.
1: Oh, perfect. Okay.
2: Mine is Backlash 2004. Oh, crap.
1: You and your damn ruthless aggression era. Yeah, always gets me.
2: Are you ready? <laughs> so who wants to go first? Who's gonna?
1: Who wins this match? Oh, Randy it's time, Orton. It's
2: time for play view Is it Randy Orton,
1: Batista, or Triple H yeah. or John Cena? Yeah. Which one know. one. Who won? Okay. Well, I'm gonna do Starcade 1995. All right. You might want to. ah
2: just so I don't. There you go.
1: There we go. All right, Starcade 19. This is play view It's our new game. Play
2: view Yeah.
1: First match. First match.
2: Uh,
1: Chris Benoit versus Jushin Thunder Liger in a singles match.
2: I'll say Benoit.
1: Jushin Thunder Liger. Darn do not it. put a finger
2: on it. No, Shelton Benjamin versus Rick Flair in a singles match.
1: Is it for anything? No. Or just a singles match? Singles match. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say... Blair
2: went over. No. Damn it. Shelton Benjamin went over. Alright, next. Next it's a Starcade ninety five. Starcade ninety five. Um
1: Alex Wright versus Koji Kenamoto. Alex Wright. Koji Kenamoto.
2: Alright. Jonathan Coachman versus Tajiri. Coachman.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh Let's see here. I do the names alphabetically. Lex Luger versus uh, Masahiro Chono.
2: Luger. Very good. There we Put go. I'm on the up. board. Put a finger up. In a handicap match, Christian and Trish Stratus against Chris Jericho.
1: Christian and Trish Stratus. No.
2: Oh, wow. Y2J. Yeah. Uh,
1: Johnny B. Bad versus masa Saito. Boy, is this like a whole... Yeah, this is... This okay.
2: WCW versus New Japan.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm going to go with uh, Johnny B. Bad. Uh, yeah, correct. Next, Lita versus Victoria for the Women's Championship. Lita. No.
1: Mm. How am I getting all these
2: wrong? It's like yeah, a 50-50 just, chance. I'm getting them wrong, man.
1: Shinjiro Otani. Versus, well I didn't do these alphabetically.
2: Eddie Guerrero. Otani.
1: Um, yes, correct. Uh,
2: the Hurricane and Rosie versus La Resistance.
1: Oh, the Hurricane and Rosie.
2: Yeah. There we
1: go. Where are you at? Three? I have three. Okay, i got to make this up. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Tenzan. Versus, oh yeah,
2: Macho Man. It's going to be Macho Man. Macho Man 1, that's right. Oh yeah. Uh, Randy Orton versus Cactus Jack for the Intercontinental Championship. It's going to be Randy Orton. Yeah, okay. Nice. Catching up. Uh, let's see here. Uh,
1: Kansuke Sasaki
2: versus Sting. I mean, more matches are there, too?
1: Two after this one.
2: You gotta go with Sting. Ye yeah, well you'd be right too. Gotta yeah. go with Sting. Kane versus Edge.
1: Edge. Yeah. Yeah, Edge did a lot of neat things. Did a lot of neat things. All right.
2: Including defeat Kane in a singles match at Backlash two thousand
1: four. <laughs> All right.
2: Lex Luger versus Ric
1: Flair versus Sting in a triple threat match. Wow.
2: Um, is this for anything?
1: Uh I believe it's to move on to take on uh Randy Savage for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship because that happened right afterwards.
2: What year was this, 95? Yeah. Sting, Flair, and Luger? Yeah. Flair, you have a match before.
1: Yeah, very good, Flair.
2: Next. Um, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H versus Chris Benoit for the World Heavyweight Championship.
1: Um, who walked in as champion? Uh, Chris Benoit. Uh, I'll say Benoit kept it. Yeah. Okay, nice. I got five. I have six right now. You have
2: six right now? Okay, yeah. Let's
1: see if you're either going to be I here one. I think you
2: have one more match.
1: Oh, nice. Okay, good. No, no,
2: I mean, you you have one more match on your card because I'm done.
1: Yeah, I know. I was about to read it to you. Okay. Flair versus the champion, Savage. Oh, Savage was champion. Yeah. Uh, Savage. Um, no, Flair won it. Oh, okay. He won. So you won by one. One by one. Well done. I'm best. Uh, in a dark match, who who won between one-man gang and Sasaki? Sasaki. One-man gang won. Oh, darn it. Oh, that was for the U.S. title. That was a dark match, right? Yeah. No? What the heck? Anyways. What a fun it. game! That's my new favorite game. Yeah, it's good. It's, we literally can just do it. Yeah, no you know, research. It's good stuff. Anyways, do I have music here? Out oh, music. All right, there
2: we go. There should be some music.
1: Maybe. Playing. Anyways, thanks for watching, everybody. I really appreciate it. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. I was probably gonna goof the title.
2: Goodbye. Bye.